0: Let's bow. O thou eternal one, with thee there is power beyond comprehension and a love that we will not comprehend while we are here below, but we will understand more fully in eternity. And while it is a time of grace, we pray that thou bless the holy word as it goes forth from this pulpit that those that hear, may I receive it and also do it, for therein is the great wisdom of salvation, prepared at such a high price in Christ Jesus. In his name we pray, amen. We like to read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the word of God as found in the second letter to the Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4. in whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had shined in our hearts, to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency and the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed But though the outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal." I've read the whole chapter. Speaks here about the ministry. I believe it's the ministry of the gospel of Jesus Christ. While Jesus walked on this earth, he was the light of the world to declare the will of his father unto us. And he showed us the way and said, come and follow me. In that, he's the perfect example to us what our life should be about. Of course, all important, he also gave the sacrifice that was needed to reconcile us to a just and holy God. Who cannot deny himself? God is just and holy, and he will not just leave sin unjudged. Sin must be judged, and it was judged in the person of Jesus Christ for us. And now that he has gone to be at the right hand of his Father, he has committed unto us the ministry of the gospel to be witnesses and to bear the light of salvation unto a lost and dying world, which we see more and more descending into confusion, into disorder, into chaos. And somebody, one of the wise of this world that people look up to said those that know the most are the most despaired they have no hope for the world and there is no hope in this world if that's all there is But to those that are in Christ, has been given now this ministry. We have this ministry as we have received mercy. And surely, everybody that has received mercy has to then take this very seriously. Have you received mercy? Take it very seriously. Have I received mercy? Without mercy, no one is going to make it to heaven. But mercy has to be accepted when it is being offered. And it is now the time of grace when mercy in Christ Jesus is being offered. And you can reject it, of course. You can. But mercy is so precious undeserved the undeserved favor of God because what we deserved as he said already in the beginning he said the soul that's in it shall die that's what's our due and yet God did find a sacrifice did provide a sacrifice so that he can be merciful and I find it always very encouraging when the very name of God That he himself declared unto Moses when Moses wanted to see the glory of God. And he told him, you cannot see me. There shall no mortal man see me and live. But I will pass my goodness before you and declare the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord gives us the idea of the character of God. Now, What is in a name? And in the Bible, when you look, many of those names, they have a meaning. They have a meaning. They tell us something. And so God himself declares a name and says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful, gracious, abundant in goodness of truth, forgiving iniquity and transgression, yet will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers under the third and fourth generation. The name of God or as much as we can take in his mortal flesh. But God declared himself in the person of Jesus Christ. That's why it says here, Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine upon them. Shortly before Christ departed from his disciples, He had a very profound talk with him, with the disciples, and many of the things they could not grasp or understand, and Jesus acknowledged that and said, you don't understand know now the things I tell you. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will remind you and teach you all things. And some of the things he said when, when he was asked, well, show us the Father. Because he had told them he was going to return to the Father. And it was it Somebody, when his disciple asked him, show us the Father. And then says, Philip, have I been so long with you? And you ask that question. He who sees me sees the Father. Everything that Jesus Christ did, everything that he said, was it because his Father taught him, his Father told him. So everything that we could and that they could accept at the time, was evident in Christ Jesus. And that's how God revealed his glory. John, in his epistle, in his gospel, that he writes, he says, And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. And as the brother preached this morning, again, he had to think, the contrast between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Not to put down the Old Testament because whatever God does is perfect, is true. There's cannot add anything, you cannot take anything away. The Old Testament was inspired by God and is true. It's true, but the truth that we really need, the truth that makes us free, the grace that's being offered came with Christ Jesus. And about that we read abundantly in the New Testament. And that's why I, I think probably you will hear most of the declaration of the word of the New Testament. Yes, we should also read the Old Testament because it provides a lot of background to what's happening. It teaches us but grace and truth, abundant grace and truth came with Christ Jesus. So we have received mercy. And because we have received mercy, we should be willing declaration, should minister the gospel to a lost and dying world, as it was ministered also unto us. Somebody perhaps took us aside and asked us, like they did ask me, what's holding you up? Why are you not? I see you coming Sunday, every time, or whenever the church was over, or whenever something needed to be done at church, I saw you too, helping and so forth. Well, all of that was good, but it didn't save you. And when you sense a real concern in a person asking like that, you cannot just ignore it. You cannot. And as it is then, gently being led to Repentance. We have received mercy. And and I must say, I need God's mercy day by day. I would not want to do one day without his mercy because I realize that many times I fail. Oh, there may not be gross things that may jump into your mind. No, no, no. But the Bible says all unrighteousness is sin. To know to do good and not to do it is not right, is sin. Who can say that he doesn't sin every day? Oh, we may call them faults, mistakes, but if they are not right, the Bible says all unrighteousness is sin. The Bible, we heard it again this morning, there will be judgment about every idle word that we speak. How much more when we promise and don't keep and had the opportunity to keep You know, one of the things that we teach converts is that we don't swear at all because the Bible says we should not swear. Let your yea be yea, let your nay be nay. Mean it and do it. Mean it. I think sometimes we take that way too lightly. It's better not to promise than to promise and not keep it. Because the wisdom of God becomes effective in the obeying of his word, not just in hearing it, in obeying it, in doing it. That's the difference between the wise and the foolish man, which we teach already. That's in children in Sunday school, we teach them. You know, And when we ask the convert, what can you do for church? What comes to mind? Oh, is it teach Sunday school? Is it teach Bible class? How about the menial things that nobody will notice? How about helping there where help is needed? Look after things. Making it your business that that this is your church and you want to add what you can to the welfare of it. Now it says here but we have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of God deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. First of all it's in the sight of God. The realization that nothing is hid from God. Whatever you do, whatever you think. Nothing. It's in the sight of God. And when you can say that that you have renounced the hidden things. Now, this world is so much full, so full of deceit. People that are idolized and so on put a front up and as if they're the happiest people and people run after them till they find out really the miserable private life that they have. And every once in a while, then somebody writes a biography and it comes out the dirty stuff. people that they looked up to and, and idolized and, oh, were held as models. And then you find out, what a disappointment. But not so with those that follow Christ. There is, there cannot be any hidden thing of dishonesty or walking craftiness. But it should be plain, visibly, that what you say, you mean, and you do and you're going to be the judge yourself of it, whether, whether it is so. Don't expect others to have to. Oh, God use, sometimes will use means of others to, to help you, to make you aware of it. But you should be the, the, the judge really of your thoughts, whether they are right, and of things that you do, why you do them, what motive you have. And God <clears throat> created us with a conscience, he says, With a conscience. Now the conscience is not the same thing as the spirit. We read in the Bible that the spirit is the thing that is in man that knows. God gave it. God take it. He says, and then shall when you die, the dust shall return to dust. And the spirit shall return to God who gave it. The spirit. And it is the spirit that knows the deep things of God, because they are revealed by the spirit of God to him. As we read, "For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. The spirit itself beareth it witness with our spirit that we are the children of God." Now yeah, where's the conscience? Well, you know, when we do something wrong, we are convicted, and we are convicted in our conscience, because we know what's right. And if we don't do it, or we do something that's wrong, we are convicted, we're convicted. The Spirit, when Jesus ascended on high and sent a Comforter, he says, he will convict the world of sin. And it is the Spirit which will convict also us when we stray from the straight and narrow path. But the spirit, our spirit, in order to be in tune with the spirit of God has to be constantly reminded and refreshed by the word of God. That's where the word of God comes in, to meditate upon it, to read it, so that the spirit of God can remind us Remind our spirit when we are straying. And the conscience, we can say you should never go against your conscience. The Bible says, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. If you haven't got the faith to do something, you're going against your conscience. You should not. It would be sin to you. But the conscience, in order to be in tune with the Spirit of God, and that the Spirit of God reveals to our spirit. We have to be exposed to the Word of God. We have to be under the Word. And the Word may teach us then, yes, this is not quite so, and we can adjust our conscience to it without feeling guilty. For whenever we violate our conscience, we're going to feel guilty. We read in the Bible about those that kept uh, some holidays above others and so forth. They couldn't do otherwise unless they had the knowledge and understanding that it was not wrong for them to keep all the days the same. Or when it came to eating of some things, you know, he says, yes, there are some that gonna, would be eating against the, their own conscience certain things, and they should not. So we can see the conscience can get educated, can get educated. But it better be educated by the light of the Word of God, by the light of the Word of God. Sometimes people do confuse conscience with what the Spirit says and want to impose upon others their own convictions. And the Bible speaks about that, too. But for the sake of peace, for the sake of hel- helping those that are, have perhaps a weak conscience, that they may have time to attain to the understanding, we should bear with one another and be willing to give up of our so-called freedoms. <clears throat> Conviction, you're convicted in your conscience. Your conscience is sort of also like a a memory uh, storage. And when one converts truly from the heart, and God gives us peace so that we are not anymore convicted in our conscience, and free, we start, so to speak, with a, a clean slate in the conscience clean slate things are taken care of we are at peace but whenever something goes wrong we are disturbed in our conscience and we should be very careful what we do and resort to prayer resort to reading the word and ask god to show us if any man lack wisdom let him ask of god who will not upbraid he will not begrudge it he will give you liberally what you need I have found that out too. Sometimes when a difficult question comes up, you know, God can give and will give if you really need that answer. You know, it's not a matter of taking a, a survey of, of your brothers and sisters, how do they think about this or how do they think about that, you know, and trying perhaps to impose our own convictions on others. No, God can teach us too. The babes, they have to be led by the hand like I led my granddaughter at noon around, they have to be let by hand. But there comes a time when we should depend on God and prayer, rather than running for every issue to our brother and sister. <clears throat> but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world had blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. I have noticed those that don't believe the Bible. And the big issues, of course, nowadays is creation versus evolution. Evolution. And when you look some of the things that people say, you see that it, it's obvious that it is a choice. It's a choice that they will say things like this. Oh, it looks all like if it was designed so marvelously, but it's not designed. No. The God of those people is chance, you know, like thro- throwing some dice, chance and time. And if something is difficult to explain, add more time to it. And because nobody was there, and it cannot be replicated, oh, who can prove it? What is it more difficult to believe that the marvelous things that we see around us and the intricacies of even the human body and so forth, that that was designed? by a creator, a wise creator beyond our comprehension that we just accept and believe or that these things happen by chance. By chance. And if you know a little bit math about probability and chances and you calculate some of those chances that are, it is just improbable. improbable. At one time I didn't used to pay much attention to those that speak about evolution. Yeah, it used to bother me, but we have the Bible. We believe the word, and the word creates faith in us if we are willing to receive it. It doesn't come by other things. The existence of God declares himself in a marvelous creation. But I, now that I pay attention to these things, every once in a while I come across, even on the internet, of things, contradictions, that the so-called people that want to do away with creation cannot explain, cannot explain. The latest one that I came across is how they in Georgia, that's in in, in Europe, border with Asia, they found skeletons, skulls of humans that show a variation in the skull shape in one location at one time in the range that they have found all over the world where they had claimed this is now so old and this is much older and this is much older. And they found it in one location in one period of time. Oh, it's a big puzzle now, big question now to them. Oh, well, but we go out from the point of view that it's evolution. So evolution itself is so-called a, a religion. You start out with something and insist on it, insist on it and you find something that you think you explain and then the next thing comes along oh no and so they deny and are blinded by it and I think that's how I understand this in whom the God of this world who does not want to acknowledge God had blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God should shine unto them. It's a choice. It's not just being fair, and let the evidence that we see speak for themselves, but starting out with a bias already and trying to interpret the evidence by it. And the result of it is despair, no hope. The result of it is people turning away from God, and we see the maladies, the sicknesses, the atrocities that are happening again and again all over the world, and even in our country and in the country next to us. We don't claim that we know everything. We don't claim also that we, that we walk like Jesus walked. We want to walk like he did. We want to follow it, but we realize that we do fail many times. Many times we fail. And that's why it's so important that Jesus Christ continues to intercede for us at the right hand of the Father. If it was not so, it would not be necessary for him to intercede once even we have become his children. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. And as you get older in the faith now, 41 years in the faith. You realize more and more really how frail we are. Earthen vessel, and in case you don't know what an earthen vessel is, that used to be, before the time of plastic, the cheap flower pots used to be made out of burnt clay. Call them earthen vessels. They were okay. They were good. But they broke very easily. Very easily. You dropped them, they were gone. And here it says, we have... This precious treasure that God has entrusted to us to declare in the ministry, we have it in earthen vessels. That the excellency or the power may be of God, not of us. And that's where we have to point to. Whenever people try to praise us, whenever people try to ask for a reason of the hope that is within us, it's not our strength. We can't right away acknowledge, look, I am not different from you, but I have received mercy. And by the grace of God, here I am. But it's His the credit, it's His the glory, which belongs to Him evermore. Amen. We read, Commending ourselves to every man's conscience. Sometimes it is done through words. There is a time to speak, definitely. But nowadays, where there is so much talk and very little of the walk, it's through the actions, really, that we commend ourselves to somebody's conscience to notice. It is said that the hardest thing to put up with is a good example. A good example will convict. We remember when we were in school, and if you didn't want to do something that others did which were wrong, you know, you would be called a goody-goody. And when you give in to peer pressure just to do something so that you're part of the gang, giving in to peer pressure. You know, the perfect example, Jesus Christ, many people hated it. And that will happen, too, if you walk close to the example. It's hard to put up with a good example. You cannot ignore it. There are so many bad examples, and they are easily explained away. But a good example hits the conscience. And for our conscience to be in tune, to be in tune as God wants us to be, we need to be in tune with the Spirit of God as revealed in His Word. The importance of feeding, of meditating, of praying on the Word of God so that our conscience is in tune, then we can walk. Then we can commend ourselves to every man's conscience, not just those that pursued us. May the Lord bless his word to him by the honor and glory evermore. Amen. This concludes our service.